Super Talk Mississippi media production. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by J. Allen Toyota, Gulf Coast Business Supply, and AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome to Coast View. And I really appreciate you coming back and joining us. <clears throat> I had to. I had a lot of fun talking to Ashley Edwards. And by the way, that was a really serious conversation talking about the coronavirus and the vaccine and where we are. And, you know, my goal is just to ask people to have an open mind and do your own research and don't be convinced without information to, to make whatever decision you decide to make. And uh, if you missed that, that conversation, you can go to the Super Talk Gulf Coast Facebook page or the YouTube page or go to your favorite podcast and listen. I think you'll be glad you did. Now we're going to shift gears and move over to my friend Julian Rankin, who's the director of the Walter Anderson Museum and really one of my favorite people on the coast. Last time I saw him, he came over and we went in a boat together to have lunch with uh, Kenny Vess from our station and just visit for a bit. So it's been a while since we visited. I just want to, first of all, see how you're doing. What's the latest in your world? Well, we're doing good. I, I miss our our boat trips for sure, but um, <laughs> it's been a lot of rain, staying dry, and, and trying to run this uh, this cultural institution. The rain, it's been, it's been good. The rain, 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 and more rain. I think we're actually headed toward a stretch of maybe some drier weather. Let's hope we've got a high beginning to build in more afternoon thunderstorms instead of all day long thunderstorms. But you know, Julian, you once described Ocean Springs as heritage meets hip. I just love the way you say that. And I've had an opportunity to be in Ocean Springs several times recently. I'll be there again tonight. Um, man, you just feel it on the street. Life's back in Ocean Springs, isn't it? It is. And, you know, that that uh, that moniker, which I can't take full credit for, that was a kind of a, a copywriting collaboration that we, we did. But um, it's really based on the small business community here and just the sense of place, which we talk about a lot, of course. But it is that not just heritage meets hip, the past and present, but the private sector and the, the incubation of all these cool businesses. And, you know, you see, you know, um, everything coming back online, which is really exciting. And, and then also just the sense of place that, that we, of course, celebrate here at the museum. So it's great to see people outside and outdoors. And again, the built environment and the live oaks, it's all coming together very nicely. And like you say, when, it, when it's not raining, it's, it's bustling. You know, we, you and I, when we visit, we talk about what's happening at the Walter Anderson Museum. We talk a lot about sense of place. We talk a lot about the state. I mean, you you came from your last gig was in Jackson. You've written a book about um, a really good book that took place in the Mississippi Delta. You, you know that really well. I had an opportunity to visit uh, just in the last couple of days on Coast View with Bill Luckett from the Ground Zero Blues Club. And, uh, you know, my goal is, and I've written about this, that, that I'm wanting to connect the coast to, to the Delta more because at the core of us, there's a real sense of, of resilience that we share. You know, th th them through years of, of all kinds of struggles, but especially as it relates to weather and agricultural challenges and all of that. And, of course, us down here at Hurricanes, you know, the, the, the places couldn't be any different in terms of, you know, what you, what you sense when you're there or here. 
but the people are very similar. And I talk about the, the Delta a lot just simply because as, as a state, we'll never overcome our challenges if we don't overcome the challenges of the Delta. That's, that's important for people to know that. But Bill Luckett is a, is a wonderful historian and his collaboration with his other owners and Morgan Freeman on the Ground Zero Club, about to open up another one here in Biloxi, which is exciting. Um, we can't say enough about the important role that blues plays in this state, can we? No, it's it's critical, and and it goes back to just this idea of what Mississippi was built on, and I love the, the notion of the the Delta and the coast having a, a kindred connection. The Delta has been called the most southern place on earth, and of course, for those not from Mississippi, some people think it's the River Delta. It, you know, at the bottom of the river, of course, it's not. It's more towards the north and, and the west. But here we are, the most southern geographical place in Mississippi, and I think both regions, the Delta and the coast, are regions um, apart in some ways from the state. I mean, they have an, an, a, if you live there, you have an identity to that place, perhaps even more than you do to, you know, the state itself. And we, we are so here on the coast tied to, you know, Mobile and New Orleans. If you're in the Delta, you're just as tied to Helena, Arkansas, as you might be to the capital city of Jackson, perhaps more so. And both are governed by these waterways that are so life-giving and powerful. Um, and sometimes that's to the, of course, the detriment of of the, the things we build and the, 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 the our agriculture and the fields and the commerce. But as you say, it's about resilience and the blues were, were birthed of that. And so I think it's a great um, connection to draw again to that culture that it continues to teach us how we can move forward um, when we do have challenges, whether those are natural disasters or, or some other type of challenge that, that affects us. You know, we can draw strength from our art forms. As, as, uh, as you normally do, you said that so well. Um, you know, thinking about the the Rolling Stones and the Beatles and Eric Clapton and Bob Dylan and Keith Richards and a long list of artists that have been touched. And he said, you know, it's interesting, and you already know this because you've, you, you're in tune with this, but 50% of the people who go to Clarksdale to the Ground Zero Blues Club, 50% are not from the U.S. They're coming from especially Europe, especially Great Britain. But, but from Holland and Australia and all these places. And it's interesting, when you, th when you think about people like uh, Kingfish, one of the young men, 20, 21 years old, that came out of, uh, actually was a product of the, of the Mississippi Blues Museum you know, program, arts program, and he, and he, discovered, he discovered blues and became this kind of worldwide sensation. But when, he, when Kingfish goes to, to Europe, I mean, he's like a, a mega star. It's incredible. And there are, there are others, blues musicians. He talked about this one that goes there to Europe and is treated like a king. And when he comes back to the Delta, he drives a, a truck, a, a petroleum truck. And not that there's anything wrong with driving a petroleum truck, but the point he was making is that, you know, that, that, that there is such a deep appreciation for blues music, maybe more so than we even have here. I think we kind of take it for granted in some respects, don't we? Yeah, and, and that's a story you'll hear a lot. And certainly with in terms of tourism and to tie the coast back to the Delta, you know, so many of the people that come through our doors are folks who've never been either to the museum before or perhaps to coastal Mississippi. And so much of that traffic comes from out of state. Certainly, um, even if it's in-state, it's not along the coast. And then we get people from all over the country and the world down here. But but traditionally, especially with the blues, when you when you read about the history and and it's true of writers as well when they would go to France or elsewhere and, and be you know, welcome with open arms and then go back home and, and have to deal with whether that was poverty or just the 
the kind of the mundane um, challenges of living. But I think it's a reason why we continue to we should continue to be proud of these art forms, but also realize that our calling card in Mississippi, whether that's being on the coast and the things we have here or in the Delta or any region, really, um, is is sent far afield. And so we need to cultivate and preserve the culture that we have locally and enjoy it locally, but also know that it's what's driving people to come visit us as well. And so it's a, a multiplier in that way uh, economically. Chris, Craig Ray and I have talked about this, and I mentioned it in my conversation with Bill Luckett, but we have 11 blues markers from the Blues Trail here in coastal Mississippi from, you know, from Bay St. Louis all the way over to pass, uh, to uh, Moss Point. But, you know, the this largest open-air museum probably in the United States through this the Blues Trail, which is incredible. And of course, we have the Civil Rights Trail and other trails as well, but it's really magic. And it's all about having such a strong appreciation for the role that Mississippi plays, you know, in this particular case, in the, in, the, in the music scene around the world. But we don't have to venture far in coastal Mississippi to see how art in general, particularly as it relates to Walter Anderson, to think about the way that he spread, spread a, 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 a message of inspiration about the landscapes of coastal Mississippi to the, to the world, really. It's, it's pretty incredible, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, we talked about France, you know, in the 1920s, Anderson was traveling to, to France and he, he visited the museums, but he was more uh, attracted and taken with the cave paintings, these marks of 20,000 year old artists that he was so inspired by and decided he wanted to become a muralist. And of course, you see the record of that here at the museum and talking about the Mississippi River, you know, Anderson was, um, we know he was a, a seafarer and loved to go to the Barrier Islands, but he also canoed on the river with his wife um, in the 1930s. And there's this wonderful anecdote from her memoir where she records that Anderson dipped his hat into the Mississippi River and, and drank some of the water and called it a distillation of America. And it is true both physically that it, it drains, you know, all of these states uh, from, from across the country, but also culturally it's a distillation of, of really all we are as, as humans here in, in, um, in, in the North American continent and certainly as, as an American citizenry that the Mississippi River is, is really the soul of America, and it drains, of course, down here to the Gulf. So there's this wonderful connection, and Anderson gave voice to that. I mean, I think, again, it's, it's important for us to go back and, and re relive and remember the people who came before, and then to reinvent these legacies and put them back into play in our contemporary environments, especially as it uh, relates to tourism. Yeah, and as it relates to kids, you know, and inspiring kids to to you know hopefully embrace the art, so that the next generation of great artists, we never know where they're going to be. And I know you spend a lot of time in terms of outreach to kids. Um, that's that's so important. I mean, they again, the blues museum has done it. That's how you find incredible blues musicians like Kingfish. But but that I guess as you pointed out, the art form, form comes in different flavors. And your the opportunity the Walter Anderson Museum has to touch children and hopefully inspire the future Walter Anderson is pretty a powerful commitment that you guys have around that, isn't it? Yeah, and, and I think I'll, I'll just tease something we can get into in a minute. But, you know, we're, we're about to launch a free membership program for all of the students in, in the slower six counties. And, and it's part of what you're saying is how do we get them into the museum and, and get that access increase so that they can they can really appreciate what Let's they come have. Back. We'll come back on the other side of the break and we'll talk more about that. This is uh, Julian Rankin, who's the executive director of the Walter Anderson Museum of Art in Ocean Springs. And we'll see you after this break. You can also listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say, Alexa, open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. 
talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Back, we're back. I have Julian Rankin with us. He's the director of, um, of, of the uh, Walter Anderson Museum of Art in Ocean Springs. And he once said, I share with Walter Anderson a belief in the sacred interconnectedness between people, nature, and the vitality of communities. What a powerful statement. But part of the vitality of communities is to pass the love of art, to, to, to start to teach the love of art to kids. And I, saw, I heard what you said as we went into the break. What an amazing possible strategy you guys have developed there. Tell me more about that. So, yeah, we're, we're just uh, we're about to announce, but I'll just give you all a little teaser. And, and it's actually available now on our website for those who are interested. But we are uh, launching a free membership program for the lower six counties here in coastal Mississippi for students and educators as well. Um, but any student who wants to have a free membership to the museum, which, of course, means free admission um, year round and some other fun little perks um, can sign up. All they do is either themselves or their caretaker can enter their inf- information so we can keep in touch and then they can come and enjoy this um, at their leisure. And I think that's a really critical thing. I mentioned earlier that so much of our traffic comes from beyond um, Ocean Springs, which is a, a benefit of being in a tourist hub. But we want to remember that Walter Anderson, both in his art and his philosophies, was very civic minded and wanted people to have access to beautiful things. That's why he made the block prints that he propagated so widely for affordable prices. And so this this membership program is a way to recognize that the community has built this museum over the last 30 years. As we celebrate our 30th anniversary, we want to launch this program to give back and and let any student educator know that this is a resource for them to both just enjoy and appreciate, but also to take back into their classrooms and enhance their education. Powerful program, man. That's that's very powerful. Give me a give me a sense of other events that are coming up at, at the Walter Anderson Museum. So we're launching a new community event called Magic Hour, just a kind of a fun uh, concert series, free admission again. Uh, the next one's coming up on July 22nd. We're going to start doing this at least quarterly and hopefully eventually start, start it monthly. Um, but it's free admission, again, music, food, drink, just a way to get the community out. As you know, we're expanding our campus across the street. We've finished phase one of the Creative Complex project. So as we start to expand our campus, we want to start this new uh, series of events where people can start to come and see what's what's going to be happening over there and, and start to to push traffic across Washington Avenue to our educational facilities over there. So that's coming. We have new exhibitions um, coming here soon in August and and really just a whole suite of programs. I could go down the line, a free childhood uh, story time activity. We're getting back online monthly here. So as you've alluded to with with COVID, while it's still a growing concern in in some uh, respects, uh, we've been fortunate as a community to be able to welcome people back in and all these events, it's like turning the, the spigot back on. There's a lot of things coming down the pipe. Hey, I'm actually curious now that now that um, you know, sort of things are back on track for the museum. Do you notice about the people who visit there that there's more of an appreciation for it than there was before, or do you do you notice any difference in in what you hear from people when they visit the museum? You know, I think one thing, and this is irrespective of whether they come through the doors or whether we're interacting with them in the community while we're living our lives, is people are just grateful that we're here. And um, obviously that we withstood the challenges of, of COVID, but also that 
you know, arts and culture, as we've alluded to, and especially for a, a city like Ocean Springs and a, certainly the coastal region to have museums here that are still, you know, spreading the good news and being inspirational. And, and definitely when people come in the doors, you know, and this is true of tourists and locals, they're, they're really glad to be able to come inside. The museum feels safe. It's always felt welcoming and warm, and it's a sense of normalcy. And, you know, earlier in the spring, we had a wonderful Luther Dickinson um, concert. You know, he's a musician who performs here each year, inspired by Walter Anderson's art. And that was a perfect evening weather-wise and, and you know, the, the relaxing of masks had just happened and you could feel the catharsis of the community coming out to that outdoor concert. And so we are seeing that on a, on a small scale every single day as people come in with their spouses or their kids or small groups. And it's important for us to be here and to continue to, to show, you know, why uh, this museum exists, which is that art really can uplift and, and energize folks. I do think, as you pointed out, it's just, the museum is such a great fit for downtown Ocean Springs. And when Anna had dinner there last Thursday night, after we had dinner, we just decided to go for a walk. And we, you know, we walked just around town, ran into some friends we hadn't seen in a long time, and just you know, people with their families. You know, you know, some some of them had gone to Pop Brothers and got them a popsicle, and they're just they're just enjoying being downtown and it just has such a great vibe to it man I, I for people who haven't been there during the evening i would encourage you to go have dinner there and just walk around and get a sense of just how special it is I mean, and you know the same things happen in just about every community i i can't help but think about bay st louis and what's happening there the art community there is thriving and what i love about what you guys are doing is that the, the community our communities are communicating with each other so you you're inviting each, you know your your patrons to go drive down the down to beach and go to the other one we've got less than a minute left uh julian but you can have the last word yeah i'll just pick you pick that up and say that people really should obviously come see us but really enjoy all the different communities that are doing interesting things i'll just kind of give you a, a tip if you're out there wondering what to see next go to studio waveland which you mentioned by st louis right down the road in waveland there's a huge um, sculpture exhibition up by the people who are running a gallery that you might never have heard of in studio waveland and it's happening everywhere across the coast so just know that we're here always here but there's a million other things to do arts and culture is alive and well what a story of resilience Waveland and Bay St. Louis have to tell. What an amazing story of resilience. Anyway, Julian Rankin, you're a good friend, man. I appreciate the work that you're doing. You're, you're, every time I hear you speak, I'm inspired and makes me want to want to even focus more about you know the sense of place and the role that art plays in all of that. So thank you so much for the work that you're doing, and we'll see you again soon. Thank you. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.